1: This is People Every Day. Coming up, why Prince Andrew is now facing a federal lawsuit for sexual abuse inside Virginia Giuffre's latest action against Queen Elizabeth's son. Plus, a quick and juicy recap of the Bachelorette finale. And NSYNC's Lance Bass and Joey Fatone stop by to talk Britney, babies, and more. It's August 10th. Hi guys, this is People Every Day and I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein. It's Tuesday and just so you know, it's National Spoil Your Dog Day. So my Pekingese Bijan Clooney is in for a literal treat. (laughs) It's also my grandmother Dorothy's birthday today. So looking forward to hearing her voice. I sent her some chocolate covered strawberries because she's fancy and sweet. (laughs) There were a couple stories that caught my eye when I got up this morning. The first being the sad news that actress Christina Apple who I've loved since her days as Kelly Bundy on Married with Children, has revealed that she has multiple sclerosis. The 49-year-old star tweeted that, quote, it's been a tough road, but as we all know, the road keeps going. Later, I saw the new Beyonce Harper's Bazaar cover for their big September Icons issue. On it, she is rocking her latest Ivy Park Adidas line that is Western-themed and includes, get this, denim chaps, because... If you have a butt like Beyonce's, it begs for added exposure. <laughs> but I was struck by some of the things she shared in the article. She's fully embracing turning 40 on September 4th. She's already claiming it in the issue. And she talks about struggling with insomnia for years. Now, honestly, I wouldn't be able to sleep if I was Beyonce either. <laughs> like, why sleep when life is literally a dream? Now, someone we won't be hearing as much from is Britney Spears. She took to social media to say she she is not going to be sharing as much as she has been in the wake of her ongoing conservatorship case against her dad. Though in doing so, she did share the hashtag free Britney flag. Well, later in the show, I actually catch up with a couple of her early 2000s counterparts, InSync's Lance Bass and Joey Fatone, who share their thoughts and experiences surrounding Britney's situation. And we also get into their new viral TikTok challenge and their lives now. So stick around for all of that. Now, though, there's a royal story that is heating up everywhere. New developments involving Queen Elizabeth's second son, Prince Andrew. So yesterday, Virginia Roberts Giuffre filed a lawsuit in federal court in New York in which she accuses the Duke of York of sexually abusing her at Jeffrey Epstein's New York City mansion when she was underage. Epstein, who was a convicted sex offender, killed himself in a New York City jail two years ago today. So Giuffre has publicly accused Prince Andrew along with Epstein in the past and made waves in the UK when she sat down for a wide-ranging interview with the BBC. She also spent time with People's Elaine Aradias, who joins me now to talk about the latest developments. Hey, Elaine. Hi. So, g As I said, has accused Prince Andrew of sexual abuse before, and we've seen that infamous photo of her standing next to him as a teenager. But this legal action marks a significant shift. So specifically, what is she accusing him of? She is accusing him of having sex with
2: her when she was underage. She has been saying that for, I think, more than a decade. and. The reason why now is because New York State passed the Child Victims Act, which Mm -hmm. basically gave accusers one year to file. Because what happens is because since it happened when she was so young, and this happens a lot of times in child crimes, is that, you know, you don't even talk about it for Years and years and years, you know, Yeah, and yet you only have a certain amount of time to press charges. So the statute of limitations had passed. So um, New York State decided, okay, we're going to pass this Child Victims Act so that you have one year to file complaints against the person who violated you. But the thing is, with the pandemic, they actually extended it. So Mm. it expires on August 14th. Wow. So just a few days away. Yeah. So she needed to file it before then. Yeah. And to quote
1: that lawsuit, it says 20 years ago, Prince Andrew's wealth, power, position and connections enabled him to abuse a frightened, vulnerable child with no one there to protect her. It is long past the time for him to be held to account, so Prince Andrew has spoken out about this. Like you said, she she's claimed this for years and years now. And he spoke out um, to BBC Newsnight a couple years back about what he says happened and didn't happen, and has you know vehemently denied um, any wrongdoing.
2: I have no recollection of ever meeting this lady. None
1: whatsoever. You don't remember meeting her? What are we hearing now from the palace? Like now that there is this actual filing, have we heard anything? We reached
2: out to the palace and they are just stating no comment. That is Mm. all they're saying. They, nothing even beyond that. When you
1: spoke with Virginia, um, can you, can you just talk a little bit about where she's at in her life and, 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 and what? you feel this means to her having having been able to talk to her
2: virginia is a very strong woman and her story is so heartbreaking you know i've i interviewed virginia in several women who were abused by um, Jeffrey Epstein. And the thing about them is that with each sort of filing, with each bump in the legal process, you literally see them get taller they get stronger they they feel so empowered by what they're doing you know before this she'd been carrying around a lot of shame and she said this is how i am getting rid of it and i am
1: going after him and she has not given up and so in terms of prince andrew Do you think he'll come back to New York? I mean, I can imagine that investigators want to talk to him. Investigators have said that they've wanted to talk to him.
2: um, And he has told his people that he is happy to cooperate. It is a civil case, and she is suing for monetary damages. The thing is, is that it's not about money, right? You know, you can have a trial and so things can come out. They can cross examine. They can do all the things that they haven't been able to do before.
1: Elaine, thank you so much for uh, your expertise on this story and, and, you know, covering it since its beginnings. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. So guys, I have a confession. I do not watch The Bachelorette, I know. But Janine, you work at People. Yeah, I know, but I don't watch, and just in case you were wondering, I don't watch The Bachelor either, but... All is well because my next guest, TV editor Brianne Heldman, watches both, like millions and millions of other people, and knows more than enough for the both of us. Hi, Brienne. Hi. Have no fear. The giant TV nerd is here. I love it. Okay, so last (laughs) night was big for Bachelor Nation. Bachelorette Katie Thurston got engaged to Blake Moynes during the finale. So people actually caught up with Blake and Katie after their engagement about their compatibility and their love languages. Let's take a listen
2: we are just alike, you know, it just makes it very easy. It means our sense of humor is similar. It means the way we think about the world, what we want to do with our platforms, you know, we are just going to be this power couple doing better in the world. And I don't know, just everything about him, he's, he's passionate, um, he's funny, we just, it's just easy. I don't know. I've never had it be so easy. Like he said, we don't have to filter ourselves
3: and we can just say some of the most outrageous things to each other. I'm swooning a little bit, you a guys. Little. I am. I am. Look, it was a weird season. Blake, you know, if you were someone who takes bets on who's going to be the winner after the first episode, you obviously lost that bet because Blake didn't come in until episode four.
1: Um, Okay. Well, For for non-fans, let's put 60 seconds on the clock. Walk us through this season. There was lots of drama. One of the contestants quit after Katie didn't say, I love you. Uh, She almost quit, right? So what were some big plot points here? Okay. So
3: a lot of people came in
1: in the beginning. Katie, gorgeous girlfriend from the Matt James season of The
3: Bachelor, uh, who is super sex positive. That's a big plot point for her. Um, A lot of drama happened early in the season regarding people who weren't there for the right reasons, who were trying to become famous. They all got ousted quickly. Katie had no patience for that. She got down to the final four. The number four guy, Mike, he left because he had a son who was questioning whether he didn't want to see his little boy which was really sad and heartbreaking and katie ultimately told people that you know did she ever see herself moving to ohio to be with him and his family no so probably he was not going to be the winner in the first place Mm, okay then mr number three who probably wouldn't have wound up number three greg grippo they had a hometown it went great and then it didn't greg started telling katie how much he loved her that that she filled a void in his heart and katie had vowed that she was not going to tell any of the men that she loved them until the very very end she only wanted to say that to one person and wanted them to know that they were the one uh, so she didn't respond to Greg and he did not take that well. He oh, ultimately was probably, was like,
1: thank you for saying that. That's that's so sweet. I'm, of No, you.
3: it wasn't. It was very <laughs> she responded sweetly, but it wasn't what he wanted. Ultimately, I think he wanted her to pull a Claire and say, OK, fine, let's run away together. And she wasn't going to do that. She was honoring her relationships with Blake and with Justin Blaze, who remained on the season. Uh, that confrontation was really intense katie had a very hard time with it um she ultimately was even on her knees at one point begging greg to stay but he was not having it
1: wait so so he was like wait you didn't say it back though he
3: was like you're not giving me what i need you're not giving me the validation i need meanwhile he was whining for validation the whole season then we're down to blake so they had the final the fantasy suite dates because we were down to two was the final dates ultimately Uh and uh, after Katie's fantasy suite with Blake she realized that she she was done and uh <laughs> she was going to be with Blake.
1: All right. There you go. <laughs> he brought that big Blake energy to the fantasy suite he, and just look, <laughs> swept her off her that, feet. <laughs> I mean, let me tell
3: you, that is the big Blake energy is a thing. <laughs> it was a thing for Clarita's season and Uh, it's a thing now. I'm going to tell you.
1: It's a thing. I like that. Let's leave it there. Wait, so uh, who from the cast do you think we'll see on future shows?
3: Oh, well, a ton of these gents are going to be on Bachelor in Paradise, which launches on Monday. Lots of of these gents, including Thomas, who was one of the more controversial members of the cast this season, Mm. will be on Bachelor in Paradise. I think the big surprise yesterday regarding Bachelor in Paradise was that former Bachelorette Becca is going to be on.
1: Dun, dun, dun. She's looking,
3: getting, aiming for a third chance at love.
1: Shifting gears to Quentin Tarantino, uh, the Hollywood mega writer, director, is speaking out about a childhood promise, um, basically a, a, a childhood, what's the word? It's not even a promise. I, I, I think a vow. a vow. Yes, this is like a vow to never share his fortune with his mom. Yikes, right? So what did he have to say about this? So he made this vow
3: when he was 12 years old, so he didn't yet know for sure the level of fortune he would have by 58, which is how old he is now. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at the same time, I don't know, I I crazy love this story. So he made these comments (laughs) on The Moment podcast hosted by Billions co-creator Brian Koppelman and was reflecting on, uh, even at 12 years old, he was writing a bunch and writing screenplays while he was in school and... Regularly getting in trouble not maybe not necessarily doing that well in school and his mom gave him a really hard time about it Uh, and at one point even said to him this little writing career that you're doing that beep is over.
1: And he he told her too. He said he said, "Okay lady, when I become a successful writer, you will never see one penny, one from my success. There will be no house for you, there's no vacation for you, no Elvis Cadillac for mommy. You get nothing because you said that." Like, dude. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, I definitely 12 year old Brienne would have had basically the exact same conversation. I don't know if I would have stuck to my guns the way that Quentin Tarantino has. Uh, He did. He was asked outright, did he did he keep that promise? And he said, yeah, I helped her out with a jam with the IRS, but no house, no Cadillac.
1: (laughs) Just true to form. Gotta love it. You can't write this stuff, Tarantino. Brian, thank you so much. Uh, He (laughs) He can, can. actually. He can, Janine. (laughs) Next up, I catch up with NSYNC's Lance Bass and Joy Fatone. So don't go bye-bye-bye just yet. (laughs) Looking
0: to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea.
1: Okay, guys, my grown-up self is very excited for my next guest, but my teenage self probably would have fainted, gotten back up, and fainted again because NSYNC's Joey Fatone and Lance Bass are both here with me now. They've teamed up with Kids Bop for the brand's 20th anniversary. Fun fact, their hit... 2000 song Bye 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 was on the very first Kids Bop album. And to celebrate, they launched a new viral TikTok challenge. So we're going to talk about that and much more, including 2000s nostalgia, their dads now or soon to be. So I can't wait to get into it. Hi, guys. Well, hello. hello. How's it going? I mean,
4: it's going and- good. I can't believe Kids Bop is 20 years old now because that, you know, that
5: makes us old,
4: Lance. That's what that means. I know.
1: You guys are ringing in the anniversary in a fun way, though. So tell me about the giveaway that you're both doing
5: yeah basically what's happening is is well people are at the contest so they're gonna have to dance a little bit since we did it, if they saw the video uh dance to bye 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 and i guess what happens is whoever wins we're gonna be doing basically a 90s slash kind of 2000 trivia game privately with me lance a couple of my friends and then whoever that they're gonna be on there with that person in the winner. then we're gonna have like a competition there's a big fan they get to come and you know get on a zoom call and we get to play games and hang out and Talk, I mean, I ask mean, I think anything that they want to know about us, they can ask.
1: Oh, oh, okay. That's fun to know. And I, I feel like even kids it's kids' bot, but you're going to end up with like a 36, 37 year old that's just like <laughs> Uber fan. <laughs>
5: that's parents. all right they can talk to us they can talk to us about kids they can talk to us about you know what was it like obviously we're, we're grow we're growing men now so it's a little different you know as far as back in the day and then you know and especially listening to music in general how listening to music has changed over the years
1: that is so fun so yeah. you guys of course dominated the early 2000s with NSYNC and and all of your great hits and um, my my favorite was Gone oh my god I love that song so much nothing wrong uh, with that <laughs> well who and what comes to mind when I say 2001
4: yeah in 2001 I mean it was such a great time in pop music especially uh because I mean that was yeah. the height of TRL you TRL, know we had- yeah Fans like Destiny's Child and Christina Aguilera and Britney and Backstreet and NSYNC, along with Eminem and Limp Bizkit and Corn. I mean, it was like (laughs) the most eclectic time in pop music. Yeah, you you start to think about it.
5: We were all kind of like in groups, like in sections. Like you Mm -hmm. you you didn't go over and cross over to the rap section because that wasn't you couldn't do that. But now it's it's like nobody that barrier is kind of
1: down, you know. So oh, all those lines are blurred, blurred now. Merging.
5: Yeah, so many different merges and different groups and collaborations. Oh, wow. So so,
1: okay, you, you guys went there and there was also a big line in the sand between NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. I remember this, like you really had to like claim it. Like, who, who are you with? At least right. that happened well, yeah, on the playground like, with me. <laughs> but that, you that couldn't, has yeah, changed. You could,
5: <laughs> yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't be, you had to be one or the other. You could not be both. There are still fans out there believing that that are still the same way. They are a hundred percent the same way. But <laughs> yeah. as I mean, as, I mean, as I mean, women and, and men get older, we do evolve and we do say, "Hey, you know what? There's room for everyone per se." And uh, you know that's kind of what what it has been. Now it's always been interesting because so many people are, like, "Oh, the rivalry." It's like there's never been really a rivalry. Well, it has never been like. Oh my god, I hate that guy.
1: Especially not now. You guys teamed up with Nick Carter and AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys for Pride Month. We saw that, and that was so fun. Uh, tell me more. Like what's what's more to come with this with this combo? <laughs> yeah,
4: you back, know you never know. Back no, three. we uh, you know that was definitely you know. Uh, it's something we wanted to do for, for Pride and, you know, raise money for the Trevor Project. And it was just so last minute that we put it together, but we absolutely loved it. So I could see that becoming at least an annual thing for Pride.
5: I'd love to. Yeah, no, 100%. We, we've definitely talked about doing something like that, where why not do something every year with the four of us, you know, or even add the other guys in if they wanted to come in and join, because it's all about unity. It's all about, you know, we're all we're all people. People are people, regardless of what gender, what you what you like, what you don't like. So, again, it's, it's one of those things where we got together and did that and didn't realize how large uh, of an announcement it would be in a sense of like, oh, you know, yeah. people like, oh, back to write an album, and oh, my God, you're getting together. And I think what's cool about it is it honestly opened up a lot of people's eyes to go, you know what? we can do things like this and it doesn't have to be like we're trying to be a group or we're trying to be this or we're trying to be that, mm-hmm. you know, like, so it's really cool to be able to do that now. And like we said, you know, 2000, people would have laughed at you. Like, there's no way in hell that you're doing that because yeah. you, know, <laughs> you guys don't like each other. But now it's like, you know, it's it's accepted and, we're, and, and I think what we're, like I said, as we get older, I think it's more or less of the performing aspect. Like for me, I miss performing. So again, if all four, you know, all four or five of us are not going to go out as in sync, then guess what? I may grab Lance and say, hey, let's go out and do something together. Get Nick Carter. Hey, let's go do something together. Why not? Why not? There's Why nothing wrong. Not? There's, no, there's no blueprint for it for not having something
1: like this. Uh, another thing there is no blueprint for. I got to ask you, Lance, is uh, parenthood. And so I want to know last time we had you on the show, you talked all about, you know, your parenting styles with Michael Turchin and and, and and what your plans are. And we've since learned that you are expecting twins. Congratulations. Uh, have you Thanks. gotten any parenting advice from Joey or or your other NSYNC bandmates?
4: I think people are very scared to give parenting advice. It, there's a, there's the people that just overshare, and then there's the people like I'm not going to say a word because you're not going to listen to anything I say. Uh, but uh, you know, we have lots of books that we've been given. Uh, you know, that's that's how my friends kind of give me their parenting advice is through like books that they like. This was great. I love this. And
5: yeah, but Lance, you're never you're never going to be really 100 percent prepared. Nobody ever really is. I could tell you stories all day long, but the thing is, is you're going to experience things in a completely different way than I would. So it's amazing when people will tell you, and I do this too, and I'll say the same thing. I'll tell you stories all day long, but you can't take that from me. It's more or less of what are the tricks you use to make sure the diaper doesn't fall off? What's the trick do you use to keep the food in the kid's mouth without spitting it everywhere at you? That, those are the tricks you need to ask. Who cares about you know, what, what school you should put the kid in? Oh, first, let's get these things first. There's things of what happens if the poo is different color? What happens if the a is different color? Is the kid <laughs> healthy or sick? That's the other thing you don't know about. Yeah. People <laughs> don't tell you these things. I think Lance, honestly, Lance is going to do a great job, but he's also going to lose his mind at the same time. <laughs> I know he's. Him and Michael are going to be great fathers, but dude, he's going to lose his shit. Pardon my French. He will. Trust me.
1: So I want to ask you guys before I lose you about just something else. When we're thinking about the 2000s and and everything, they've come so much back into the forefront and into the spotlight. There were so many highs and the music and everything, but there were some lows as well. And I know like you guys were in the same circles as the Britney Spears and you even brought her up and just how big of a moment that was for her. But like, how are you dealing with some of the headlines that are coming out of just her situation and, and, and how she's having to deal with what she's been? going through Well, I
4: mean, we can definitely relate. I mean, we we saw what she had to go through, and all of us had to go through at such a young age. So um, that can be harder on certain people. and um, you know, we hundred percent support her in any way we can. Uh, unfortunately, i don't I don't know about you, Joy, but I haven't really spoken to her in quite a while. She's been kind of kept away, you know, from all of her true friends. But hopefully, you know, things are gonna get better for her and at least give her some control back to choose the right people to, you know, help her.
5: You know, for for me it's it's one of those things where you wish her the well and you, you don't really know a hundred percent what has gone behind closed doors. You know, I mean for me I personally don't, just again, you know, you, you kind of start to do other things and you kinda of grow out of touch. I know Lance was, was a lot more hung out with her a lot more than I did, even just even back in the day. But You know just to see her and just you know you you just pray and hope that everything's all right and she gets whether that she needs help or not needs help you know now again that's the thing uh, nobody really i personally don't really know exactly what what to think of the whole thing but i hope that she does get control of her life whatever that you know has been going on and hopefully that you know she's able to come out of this you know mentally stable more than anything
1: That was NSYNC's Lance Bass and Joey Fatone. For more on them and their new Kids Bop TikTok challenge, head over to people.com. And now, something to make you smile. Uh, We all come across loose change, whether in the sofa, the car, or on a stroll in the city. And there is a woman in Philly who has the perfect solution for those lost coins. Her name is Lisa Phillips, and she is on a mission to help those in need. Every day, during her morning walk with her dogs, she pays close attention to the ground, trying to spot every penny, nickel, dime, or quarter she can find that she then donates to the charity RIP Medical Debt. So for every penny that's donated, the charity matches it by $1 to help families pay off their medical debt. Here's what Lisa told Philadelphia. Philadelphia's Local-ish on ABC about why she's coin hunting for a good cause.
3: I just find a lot of money. I have since I was a very small child, but it somehow escalated in the last couple of years. When I put it out in the universe that I was going to give the money to charity,
4: I started finding way more money.
1: There you have it. See a penny, pick it up and donate it. (laughs) Talk to you tomorrow.